Many people believe in the transmigration of souls, in reincarnation. It's an idea that must tug at all of us, if only for the hope, the projection, the possibility of making death less final. Out of this human urge, philosophy, prayer, whatever category you may want to put it in, comes this story, with one significant difference from the ordinary conception of reincarnation. Our mystery drama, The Lap of the Gods, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Larry Haynes. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and your Singer Sewing Center. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The transmigration of souls has been variously ascribed to the ancient Egyptians, Pythagoras, Plato, an early Christian sect called the Metempsyche. The Egyptians embalmed their dead to delay or prevent reincarnation. All others believed in it as gospel and to be desired. The idea of the soul reappearing again and again in some other form is as old as man himself. No one wants to die. Everyone wants a future. But how many men longed for a past as ardently as Walter Davis did? Reincarnation, Captain Billy. That's the answer. What's the reincarnation, Professor? Metempsychosis. That's ah, all Greek to me. But the word is. Is what? Greek. Metempsychosis means transmigration of the soul. Don't you say so? What I say is there another drink in the bottle against the cold night. How long shall it keep the night away? Well, it could warm a fellow up against the wind. What the bottle holds isn't warmth, but memory and dreams. A jug of wine, a loaf of bread and dough, singing beside me in the wilderness. That wilderness were paradise enow. Hey, now that's pretty. Now oh, that sentimental trash, my seafaring friend. It dragged me down to the gutter to haunt it with you or others like you. If I had the courage, I would end it. But then what hope could I have at all? Hope? She was five foot five. She had that special kind of black hair that goes with violet eyes. And there was a shine about her, like a baby when it's just been washed. I loved her so much, there was nothing else important in my life. Because the incredible magic was that she loved me in return. And uh, she left you? She left me. Yes, she left me without a goodbye note, a kiss. Even the touch of the hand. Uh, a woman for you. It was our first anniversary. Paper. 
I had the loveliest surprise for her. I've been saving for months. A gold paperclip with a hundred dollars in pens for her to buy anything she wanted. And she'd made plans for me, too. I'll never know what she was going to buy. She'd even drawn the money out of the bank and was on the way to get it. When my life ended with hers. What do you mean? A mugger snatched her bag. Knowing Jane, she would have fought and... and... Well, he had a knife. And one quick flash, he took Jane's life and mine with it. And that's why the only hope is reincarnation, wouldn't you say? I don't know, Walt, don't me. What else? What else is we better get our tails moving? Here comes Officer Konsky. All right, gentlemen, on your feet. Let's move them on. Well, there's no need for violence, officer. Well, if it ain't the Bowery barometer and old Mm. Captain Seastiff. I beg your pardon, gentlemen. Had I recognized old friends, I might have acted differently. Like giving you both a good clap on the keister. Now, come on, get off of my feet. And if I find either of you in my backyard again tonight, I'll run you in. Might be a bad idea. I could use a bed, even in that flea-bitten bullpen. I could use a good sleep. Yes. The long sleep. The long, deep sleep. That's what I could use. Where, where are we heading for? The river. Hey, no, 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 wait. You ain't got any crazy notions. Oh, no, no. I'm too religious a man to believe that suicide would bring me what I want. Death, yes, but not by my own hand. What what do you mean, death? Nobody wants to die. There's nothing left to live for. And maybe somehow, if there is an afterworld, I could find Jane there. At the worst, it would be the end of pain and hopelessness. When, uh, when she die, you want her? When? Yeah. Wait. What's the date? I don't Oh, I ain't even sure of the year. The date. Yes, I, I saw it somewhere. Hold it. Yes, here. Here, here here's a newspaper. One. Now, let's see. I know I know it's Monday because the liquor stores were closed yesterday. Here, you see? Yeah. It's today's paper. Uh, Monday, October 14th. You all right? You all right, Professor? Oh, no. Oh, no. Another anniversary. A year ago, today, October 14th. Oh, damn. What the devil is essentially you mean when you've lost it all? Look out, Professor! What? Hey, stop! Professor, can you swim? I can't swim, Professor. Do you hear me? Are you all right? I, I can't help you, Professor. I can't swim. Hey, hey, Captain. You see a car go by here? Damn right. Like to knock us down. Professor pushed me out of the way, but he fell No, no, never mind that. Was it a blue sedan? I, I guess, but the Professor lost his balance and he fell into Did the water. Did it keep on going or turn off? I, I, I think it took the next street away from the river. But what about him? He fell in the river. Hey, hey, Fred. He went by the Charles Street away from the river. You follow on up. I got more trouble here. Okay, 
Okay, so where'd he fall in? Right here. He caught his heel in the bulkhead of the pier, went right over. Oh. Sounded like he might have hit his head. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, I see him. What? Oh, wow, he looks like maybe he bought it already. Here, hold my jacket and okay. keep the flashlight on. All right. I'm going in after him. Okay. I just hope I ain't going to freeze my ears off for nothing, because it sure looks like I'm too late. <laughs> I remember pushing the old captain out of the way of the speeding car, and then losing my balance and staggering out onto the wharf, my back to the river, and the bulkhead catching me at the back of my knees, and falling as I did, the pain through my head as it struck a piling, and the water cold and dark, and darker still as I sank deep down toward the mud on the bottom, blacker and blacker. Is he nice? Well, officer, they got the water out of his lungs. He's breathing again. But that was some bash on the head he took. He's in deep coma. Yeah. Is he going to make it? I don't know. Pretty cold water, wasn't it? Any colder, you could have played ice hockey on it. Poor guy. Shape he was in, the cold was enough to do him in. What's his name? Uh, who knows? A drifter like that. They called him the professor on Skid Row. No identification on his clothes? No. Just a, a wedding ring that said, With this ring, Walter. 10 oh. Doesn't he have a wife? Well, the only person I ever seen him with was this broken down old wino they call a captain. Probably the dame walked out on him. <laughs> Crazy world, huh? You can say that again. I mean, here's a guy trying to drink himself out of this world because it sure don't mean much to him. And here's me risking my, well, risking my neck to save him. And a whole hospital trying to save his neck when he probably don't give a damn and would rather be dead. That's life, officer. Eh, somebody sure dealt the professor a bum hand. I wonder what's going on in his noodle right now. Nothing. How do you figure? Because even if they pull him through, his brain is damaged so bad he might as well be a cabbage. He wouldn't be any better than a half a man. As is the custom in these seas, the storm came out of nowhere. We made a fair attempt to drop sail, but the first blast of wind tore away the halyards about tossels and split the mainsail in twain. The capstan and anchor lines are completely fouled with the fallen rigging. I have just seen the long boat away with the crew and officers. I will stay to the downward ship. I shall enclose this log in a tarpaulin bag in the hope that somehow it may be preserved. Signed,
Did you get the sailmaker's thread and a needle, Jane? Here, Father. We'll have to close this wound to staunch the bleeding. Uh, were the Kanakas able to save anyone else? The surf was too heavy. The boat smashed to pieces on the reef. Oh, all aboard lost? Save only the captain. Hard put to it to save his life. God is merciful. We will need all his help. Thread the needle. Yes, Father. I only pray he remains unconscious till I can cauterize the wound. Is the poker hot? Not hot enough yet. Oh, he's a handsome young man. Must we disfigure him so? How else may I stop the bleeding? Malama do that. Malama had ancient herbs from the island. When Mako strikes, the medicines of ancient gods dry blood and cool fever. Are you suggesting that your pagan gods have better medicine than the one true god? I know only this taste from ground-up leaves will heal with the Haoli's hurt. No, Malama. You resist all our teachings. You cling to heathen beliefs and witches' fetishes. But some things that belong to the islands are more powerful magic than any you bring. Oh. Oh. I think he's coming around, Father. Oh, don't hurt him any more than he has been hurt. What is it? Where am I? These are the Sandwich Islands. Where? Why is it so dark? Rest easy, Captain Fenright. You are in good hands. I am the Reverend Elihu West, and my daughter, Mistress West, is with me. Lie quiet while we minister to your wounds. What... What did you call me? Captain Fenright. What is this? What's happening? I'm not Captain Fenright. I'm Walter Davis. The Sandwich Islands. They're on the other side of the world. And, and why is it so dark? Is it night? No, Captain. It's high noon. Then why can't I see anything? Oh, hush. You've been hurt. Hurt? I'm blind, I tell you, blind. Oh, Lord, what is it? Am I dead? What's happened to me? What? What indeed, Walter? Or are you Walter Davis, who at this moment lies in coma on an operating table in a modern 20th century hospital? You seem to be on one of the islands once called the Sandwich Islands, now the 50th state in the USA, Hawaii. How can you be there as well as here? Not only in terms of distance, but time. For the man the Reverend West believes to be Captain Joshua Fenwright lies in a grass-thatched hut in the year 1825, 150 years ago. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. In 1975, the body of Walter Davis lies in deep coma in a United States hospital. Some 7,000 miles away in the same month of October, but back in 1825, on the island of Maui, lay Captain Joshua Fenright, just regaining consciousness after the sinking of his ship. In no respect 
In place, in time, in appearance, can these two be the same man? And yet, while the man who lies in coma has no thought process, the one on the Hawaiian island believes himself to be that man who will not be born for over 125 years. I repeat, in no respect can he be the same man unless... unless you believe in reincarnation. Oh. Captain Van Eyck, let me make some more cloths for your head. Do you know my given name? Your voice. Oh, it can't... It can't be. And yet, how could I mistake it? Why should my voice tell you my name? After all, we've been to each other. What color are your eyes? My mother used to say that... That they were like... Like... Violets. Yes. That your hair is black and hangs to your waist. Indeed it does not. It is drawn back and tied in a bun. But if you loosened it, it would hang to your waist. That's something that only my husband will ever know. You're not married? No, Captain. You're not my wife? Scarcely, since we are but just met. Oh, then this isn't... ...with the Sandwich Islands. Yes? But nobody calls them that anymore. They haven't been called that in a hundred years. This is Hawaii. Oh, no. Hawaii is the largest of the isles. It lies many leagues to the southeast. This is Maui. The town is Lahaina. Yes. Yes, of course. The tourist mecca for, for all the big chain hotels up the beach. Tourist mecca? Few travelers come here except the whalers. Those ungodly men in their reeking, floating slaughterhouses undoing all our missionary work with the natives, tempting them and their women to sell themselves, bringing disease and sorrow to these peaceful, happy shores. Oh, let me refresh the cold compresses for you. Something strange and terrible or wonderful is happening, has happened to me. But it's too soon to know what or why or when or where. The other dark inside my eyes is coming back. And I am sinking. 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 Out of sight. Good morning, nurse. How's Walter Davis doing this morning? Pulse good. Heart monitoring well. Vital signs normal, except... Still in coma. Yes, Dr. Field. Never opened his eyes even once. Well, let's get that dressing off his head. I want to have a look at my handiwork on that cut I put 20 stitches in. You think he'll ever come out of it, Dr. Field? How long is it now? Six days? This will be the seventh. Hard to tell. No way of knowing how serious the brain damage is yet. 
Hmm. Scar will heal nicely if he recovers. I may take those stitches out tomorrow. You're still a handsome man, Walter, whoever you are, if you ever make it. Do I hear distantly voices discussing me in my own time today? Do I hear voices? Am I alive or dead here now? Or back there? Or where am I? Lost in time. Is that the meaning of death? Voices again. A woman. I, I can't hear so clearly. The wound the minister would have cured with fire is healing. I am glad he did not cauterize the wound. You would have carried the mark for life. It would have been a desecration. Is, is that you, Jane? No, Captain, sir. This is Malama. Malama. I am of the island. I help care for you. Aloha, Captain Fenwright. You are welcome to our land. Yes, thank you, but... But I, 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 I am not this captain, whoever you say I am. When our Kanakas found you in waterproof bags, you carried writings of your voyage and how your ship was sunk and who you were. My ship? A good chance. Out of San Francisco. Oh, I, I don't understand. You must rest for strength. It is only six days since the sea threw you on the rocks. Where is it? Where is the other Jane? Miss Jane and her father are at Christian Mission. Today is Sunday. Sunday? What date? As the white man reckons, uh, this many fingers in the month called October. Oh, I, I, I can't see. Your eyes are hurt. They do not let in the light. It is the two and one October. The 21st. It is so. Yes, but what year? Ah, uh, we do not count as you do. Uh, but Mistress Dane teaches me to read your tongue. Here the minister keeps a picture of the passing days. And the top is a year. A one, an eight, and a two, and a, a five. Still 1825, as Jane said. But how? It is impossible. Where, where is Jane? I want to see her. I must talk to her. I will bring her to you when the worship is over. You're not saying anything, Jane. What can... What can I say, Captain Fenwright? Oh, please don't call me that. Call me by my first name. I, I scarcely know you, but... If it will make you feel better. Joshua. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean my own. But like, I know you think me mad, but humor me. Call me Walter. Or, or better still, call me what you used to call me. Used to call you? Lord, I'm all mixed up. Please, please, call me Walter. Very well. Walt. But but you mustn't excite yourself so. You've been badly hurt. What happened? What happened to my head? 
You have a dreadful cut from the coral reef. Well, whatever I hit when I fell into the river, is it deep? Oh, yes. Did someone suture it? Beg pardon? Was, was it closed? Oh, yes. I sewed it together with sail thread. Sail thread? Were, were any antiseptic precautions taken? Sulfur, penicillin? Was the wound cleaned out? My father wanted to cauterize it. Oh, good Lord. And did he? No. Malama bought some island herbs. I didn't... Uh, we didn't want you hurt or disfigured. The herbs seemed to still the poison. I'm not running a fever anymore. I seem to be alive. You are alive. Am I? Where? When? Why? Blind and probably at least half mad. I wish I was dead. Where are we now? On the beach above the hyena. You know, it's a funny thing. I think perhaps only you might understand. Do you believe in reincarnation? Please? When, when the body dies, do you believe the soul does too? The spirit? Ah, no. It goes to join the ancestors. Yes, and, and do you think that it can return again in another body? If the teeth is so will, yes. Well, could you believe that I... The, the soul that has lived in this body for uh, uh, how, how long since I was washed ashore? Two moons and more. Yes, all right. Say, uh, say nine, ten weeks, over two months. Can you believe that this soul inside me, as you see me, doesn't belong here? Could you believe it possible that a spirit from the future could return to the past? Whatever the God's decree will take place. Well, five generations from now, what breeds inside this body was alive? I was a doctor, and I had my my wife, and I loved her. My own life or my own career. She died, and I and I threw everything away. And yet here I am in another man's body with a, a life still ahead of me, except that I'm blind. Or or is. It's still ahead of me. Will it last only so long as that faraway man that once was, Walter Davis, lasts? Was he saved from drowning as Captain Fenwright was? Is he blind as I am? Where, where can I find the answers? In the sun, I will read your fortune. If the answer is there, I will bring it to you. But I do not think you are sent to us only to die. Now I must take you home. Oh, a strange word for a wanderer in the shifting fields of time. Where was home? Where did I belong? You must be out of your mind, Jane. Why, Father? I've nursed him for two months. Enough to know him... Closer than any man I ever knew. Even you. And I love him. A remarkable influence this castaway has over women. So does Malama, who has also nursed him. But he loves me. How can he love you? He's never even seen you. Still, he knows the way I look. Oh, stop and nonsense. 
The fellow is only looking for a safe berth. I will not permit my daughter to throw herself away on a worthless adventurer with no prospects and no future. How can you say he is worthless? How can you say he is anything else? First off, the man is either a colossal liar or a madman. Second, he is blind. I have no intention of letting you hang him as a cross about your neck. Do I make myself clear? Quite clear, Reverend, but you needn't have worried. Within a day or two, I shall be leaving you. Have no fear about that. A moment, Captain, or whoever you are. I have no wish to be less than a good Christian. No man of the cloth can turn a blind man loose in a strange land. You won't be turning me loose. I am in a strange land, out of my own time, but I feel I'm being called back. Called back for what? To die. There is pressure on the optic nerve. That accounts for my blindness. But these new, massive pain signals, fresh interior bleeding. Is this body I now inhabit? This Captain Joshua Fenwright, who is dying? Or my own body that lies in the hospital five generations from now. Life supported only by the magic of modern science. If I am being called, will Captain Fenwright pass away too? Has Captain Joshua Fenwright at last succumbed to his injuries? And is he dead? And if he is, has his reincarnation, or the man we know as Walter Davis, died too? I shall return shortly with Act Three. time to question this strange fantasy. And there is the key word, time. A concept that has possibly more facets or forms than any other. Sidereal, mean, astronomical, solar, standard, daylight savings, and most recent of all, serial time. The classic example of that a man in a boat passes this point in the riverbank now and that point later. But the man in the plane sees both spots at the same moment. Just as we see Captain Fenwright, who has just groaned and fainted at the very moment that Walter Davis in the hospital groans and... Oh. Dr. Fields! Dr. Field. Yes, nurse. What is it? The man in coma, Walter. He he just groaned, and I swear for a moment he moved. Well, maybe he's decided to do this 
devoted hospital staff a favor and come back to rejoin the human race. Let me have a look. Hand me the orthopedic hammer. Here, doctor. Just keep his knee flexed lightly like that for a moment. Don't keep any pressure on the foot. I understand, doctor. <laughs> Nothing. You can cover him up. Where did I put my flashlight? Here, Dr. Fitz. Thank you. Now, let's see. So, you're sure he moved, nurse? I... I thought just the slightest. It, it looked as if his hand sort of... clasped and unclasped for a moment. I see no change. Come here. You see, I've skinned his eyelid back, and my flashlight is trained right on the pupil. Not a trace of a reaction. He's still in deep shock. Wherever he is, it's nowhere near where we are. So near the verge. And yet I still pull back. Why? Why, when it is really the only way out? And yet... And yet there is Jane... If I could only unlock my eyes and see again, I know it would be my chain. But I am not to see. And her father tries to protect her, and he's right. I have no right to tie her to my lack of sight. No right to ask her to be my seeing-eye dog for me. No right. Why no not? No right. Why not? Jane. Yes. Jane, are you there? Oh, that's a silly question. I can sense you. I can hear you. Then you heard my answer to what you said. I don't know what I said. You said you had no right to ask me to be your seeing-eye dog, whatever that is. But if you mean your, your guiding light, I answered... Why not? It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, Jane. It wouldn't be the same. Wouldn't be the same as what? As it was with us. Oh, no. What's the use? It all gets so mixed up. There's such an agonizing gap between us now in every way. You don't even understand the terms I use. How, how could you? A century and a half divides us. Nothing divides us. We are here now. You say you love me. I love you. Why can't we become what you think or dream we are or were? Because I can't allow you to be tied to me now. Because you are blind? No. No, Jane, I, I just can't. I, I, I won't tie you down. I won't allow you to... I'm sorry to break in so abruptly, but I'm afraid we're going to have to leave for our quarters up in the hills. The whalers are back? Yes, the godless wanton destroyers. We give them the freedom of our seas and our harbors, but that is not enough. Once again, they will be assured to pillage and rape and destroy. Well, why don't you stand up to them? It is not the islander's way to fight, nor those of us who have devoted our service to God. Let me talk to them. No, you don't understand. When these men reach shore, they are no longer humans. They are animals who run wild. They hunt the women of our community as relentlessly as their sea prey. They take the native women as though they had the right of kings. Any woman. Oh, no, not you. I'm a woman. 
the native ones are easier because they have less protection. What about Malamar? The whalers recognize no royalty. Uh, Where is she, by the way? I think I know where she has gone. Then go fetch her quickly. We should take her with us. And you must face the fact, Captain Fenright, that no one of us is safe now that the whalers are back. Mother of us all, hear my prayer. From across the white seas, you have sent us a man to care for. You have taken his eyes. Take only that, and leave me this man to care for. I have had my heart go out to him, and I wish him to lie by my side. Malama, what is it, Mistress Jane? You must come. The whalers are here. Are you afraid of them? Aren't you? If they try to take me, I have my spear. They will not find it easy. But you are weak and unprotected. You must run. I cannot. I must protect the captain. Trust me for that. No. Even without a spear, I can help him more than you. You desire this man as much as you do. I cannot accept him as Malama can. That remains to be seen. For the moment, we must all run. Left alone, a strange thing has happened to me since that last wave of pain. Somehow I seem less connected with my future. My brain is going through some process of clearing. Wherever I am in time or place, I'm more conscious of what's going on. Didn't Jane get back? No, Rutherford. We've got to get out of here. The crews coming ashore are worse than ever. I've tried to reason with Captain Carter, but this time he's as drunk as most of his men. Captain Carter? Obadiah Carter, a great ox of a man who controls the whole fleet by his sheer physical strength. Well, perhaps I can talk to him. It may be if I'm not who I think I am, he might recognize me. And two birds could be killed with one stone. I I am tempted to risk it with Jane and Malama missing. Bring me to this Obadiah and see if instead of taking from you, I can give something in return. Jane! Jane, over here! Yes, Father, we are coming. What's happening? The whole town is in a ferment. We must get Jane and Malama up into the hills where they can hide. I must speak to their captain. One man is helpless against them. I have strengths, but you cannot even imagine. More than God? No, no, of course not. But on a practical level, perhaps more effective. I am 150 years ahead of these men. Shouldn't that give me some leverage? I wouldn't know how to answer that question. Look, I have forces. We must all flee. Hold on, Carson. Ladies, Captain Obadiah Carter at your service. I wish to have words with you. Oh, all of you, let me face him. Better me, Reverend. I can meet him on his level. I'll take the women and go for the horses. But I am doomed twice already. Now go. My, my thanks and the blessings of God go with you. Well, we seem to have an interloper here before us. Your name, sir. I uh, have some doubt of that. What mean you? My, uh, my ship was driven upon the rocks on a lee shore. 
And I suffered a head injury. The name of your ship? The Good Chance. By damn. Then you must be Captain Joshua Fenright, one of us. Yes, I suppose that's correct. The women, Captain Fenright. Steer is clear. Where can we find them and the best? You leave the women alone. You would protect someone. I would ask you to be a human being. After 12 months at sea? No. There is no woman for you here. (laughs) Don't tell me such nonsense. The chief's daughter, Malamar, the minister's Jane. Neither. He would stop me. Yes. How? <laughs> oh. Do you have a pistol to match my sword? No. As well, I have a pistol, too. Now I'll shoot you stop. Come closer. All I have are my hands. You must be mad. I am told you cannot see. But I am blind. You prefer the term. The word. The condition is something else. A hopeless one. Back off, you fool. Listen to him. Malama. Put away that spear. Through your throat. Oh, I miss. I spit on you. Are you crazy? My eyes. Malama, lead me to get my hands on him. Have you killed her? Who cares? Another island woman? The question is, do I kill you? It might be better if you could, but you can't. I'll have you now, and I'll break uh, you as you thought to break us. Why do you seek to break your own kind? You are not my kind. We share a common heritage. What does that mean? The color of our skin or the color of our thoughts? If you are so pure, will you kill me? Will you call off your men and leave us in peace? You, you have my word. Let go in peace. Oh. And let me tend to Malamar. Malamar. Malamar, are you hurt? I'm dying, Master Walter. Too late for me, but not for you. What do you mean? Before I die, I say this. One thing. May the future blot itself out. And may you find here in this life happiness and joy as I would have wanted. But with a mistress. Where? No, 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 Mama. No, don't die. To each of us, as it is determined in Heart, lung, monitoring system, intravenous feeding, catheter, the work. The brain is dead. Everything else about water we have been sustaining mechanically. There's nothing more we can do. I, I saw the others safe and came back for you, Captain. What happened to Malama? She's dead. Oh, I should be too safe. Oh, my God. And holy 
is Zach. I can see you. I can see you plain. Am I alive then? More alive than I ever saw you. Come, let us be off. Jane is waiting for you anxiously. Jane? Who loves you and against whose marriage to you I will no longer stand in spite of all. In spite of all? Now that you can see again, I will take my chances on the madness fading too. What madness? That you were some man come back from the future. That your name was Walter Davis, not Captain Joshua Fenwright. Yes. Yes, that must have been madness indeed. Yes, I know who I am. It's all coming back to me. The storm, the shipwreck, and a long time of sickness. Yes. Yes, I am Joshua Fenwright again. And, and Jane... Let me hurry to her quickly. It seems to me we have a lifetime ahead to make up for all that's gone behind. He died this morning, Captain Kelly. Oh. Take in to see him if you want. Yeah, just to make my last salute like to the professor, if you wouldn't mind, nurse. Come with me. Okay. Glad to know he had at least one friend. Yeah. Here he is. Right on. What? What is it, man? You're a, a nurse long enough. You think you see everything. Well, that's the professor. Looks just the same as he always did to me. That's why we're different. In all the two months he lay here in coma, from the moment he was admitted, his eyes were closed. Yeah. Now they're wide open. Maybe there is a world after this somewhere, and somewhere he found his wife, Jane. Hard to believe, yet what do we know of the afterworld, or indeed of this mysterious world we do inhabit? Can a man be two separate identities, a half a world apart, with a century and a half intervening. Remember the man in the boat and the man in the plane? In serial time, for which another word is the fourth dimension, many things are possible. As someone wiser than both or all of us has said, nothing is impossible in this most of impossible worlds. I'll be back shortly. Just for curiosity, although I won't reveal my source, I looked up a Captain Joshua Fenwright. He was born in San Francisco in 1796 became a captain, short of 30, and was shipwrecked on the Sandwich Isles. He married Jane West. He never returned to the sea, becoming first an import and export liaison man for the United States. Later, he became a pineapple and sugar plantationer, dying a rich and happy man, surrounded by a large family, who to this day trace their roots to him 
as ancestor. Our cast included Larry Haynes, Martha Greenhouse, Hetty Galen, William Redfield, and James McCallion. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Sinoff, the Sinus Medicines, and Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. W.R. Mystery Theater was also brought to you in part by ShopRite Supermarkets, where you get a lot more for a little less. The preceding program was furnished by CBS Radio. This is Barry Farber. Join us immediately following the 8 o'clock news right here over W.O.R. New York, the talk of New York. The legislature is working on the new city tax package. Mayor Beam assigns more prison guards to Rikers Island, and the cost of a Thanksgiving dinner, you guessed it, it goes up. In cloudy mid-Manhattan, 41 degrees. The man says partly cloudy and cold tonight, the low in the low 30s, partly sunny and cool tomorrow, the high 45 to 50. This is John Scott with the 8 o'clock edition of the news. The State Assembly, after a week of divisive partisan struggle has approved the lion's share of a $205 million New York City tax package, which Governor Carey said would open the door to federal help to avoid default. However, legislative leaders ran into trouble in lining up the votes for a $10 boost in the current $15 city auto registration fee, a $15 million chunk in the overall plan. Assembly Speaker Stanley Stein got of Brooklyn, called a recess to try to find the extra votes needed, and other bills were forwarded to the Senate where debate was already underway. Action was also delayed on a measure that would increase by $200 million the amount of cash the Municipal Assistance Corporation could forward to the city to pay operating expenses. The Stein Gut spokesman says...